Welcome to the Real Pill Podcast. This is your host and writer for your entertainment corner, Kelsey Loisel. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and with me today is my co-host. Uh, managing editor and writer at ScreenGeek.net. We're going to start doing that now. Yay! Because we're not ashamed of our shit anymore. Mm. <laughs> well, well, I, I remember when we when we first started recording, we would kind of say like, "Oh yeah, we're from Screen Geek," and you just be like, Ugh. "I'm still like that." You're still like that with that site, but but see now you're at a site that you're like, I know, but more I, happy. I just don't want it. I don't. <sighs> you don't want to mention that you work there. No, no, I don't mind mentioning that I work for your entertainment corner. No, 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 you don't want to mention that you worked for Screen Geek at one point. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I don't, I, it's not that I mind saying where I came from. I mm. just don't feel the love from them, and mm. I don't feel like we should give them any airtime. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't have any problem, like, mentioning my credentials for that site. I guess because I have, like, a lot of pull there. Yeah. And, you know, we are, like, awfully, I, I, obviously, our experience are, like, are very indifference. Like, you're the one who brought it up, because, honestly, mm. I know I rolled my eyes a little bit, but, like, I respect that you're that you work for them and like mm. have a friendship going and all that and it gets us places so whatever yeah 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 um it's okay because I don't like you <laughs> it's okay I don't like me either <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram at the real appeal to ease and real. And you can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. And if you would please review us on iTunes, we will get noticed. You know, we need all those notices. All them notices. Get, you know, yeah. get up. Not past due build notices, you know, but. Oh, yeah. You know, we're going we're gonna to reach on the top of the charts of the iTunes list. Yeah. <laughs> That's my whack-ass radio DJ voice. Mm. Um. This week, our segments are the news, our recent review of I Care A Lot, mm-hmm. uh, What the Fuck Did We Just Watch, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, um, Geriatric Cinematic of A Fish Called Wanda from 1988, mm-hmm. and what's our topic? Uh, chaos and the con. Hmm. And there's a lot of chaos. Yeah, and a lot of con. And a lot of con. <laughs> <laughs> Um, did you want to get started with the news? Yeah, yeah. So I I burst out laughing when I when this news dropped. Um Tanasi Coates to write new Superman movie for Warner Brothers. Now that's not the part I was laughing at. The part I'm laughing at is at the fact that they're rebooting the Superman franchise <laughs> again. <laughs> um so claim uh S E S E Essayist and novelist uh, Taranasi Coates uh, is is being hired to write the script uh, for the feature reboot of Superman. J.J. Uh, Abrams is set to produce. Um, Coates had went to uh, Shadow and Act, and he left him a quote saying, uh, "To be invited in the DC extended uh, universe by Warner Brothers, DC Films, and Bad Robot is an honor. I look forward to uh, meaningfully adding to the legacy of America's most iconic mythic uh, hero." Um, J.J. Abrams also did. Uh, he actually he also left a quote with Shadow and Act saying, uh, I, "I think it's funny how he went he went right to Shadow and Act because uh, that's a very like that's an entertainment site that's uh, 
run and like I believe owned by uh, a lot of by a predominantly black group. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Coates is like, yo, I'm going straight. Like I'm making a quote with them, not like <laughs> Variety, not Vanity Fair, like yeah. nothing like that. Like with them. And J.J. Abrams like, well, I guess I got to leave a quote with them too. <laughs> uh, so J.J. Uh, Abrams' quote was. Uh, there is a new powerful and moving Superman story yet to be told. Uh, we couldn't be more thrilled to be working with the brilliant Mr. Coates who helped bring the story to the big screen. And we're beyond thankful to the team at Warner brothers for the opportunity. Um, so this is already starting a ton of speculations. What's going to happen to Henry Cavill? Um, are we ever going to get that man of steel sequel? Um, there are sources that are saying that they, um, Warner Bros. is looking to do doing a black Superman and a black Superman story. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a uh, actually no, let me look it up real quick. There is a black Superman for people who are like, oh, they gotta change the color for all our superheroes. Um, there is a black Superman, uh, I believe, in Earth Two. Uh, his name is Calvin uh, Ellis. Yeah, Calvin Ellis is. Uh, let me see, post crisis. Okay, he was in Final Crisis. This, this, that, other thing. Um, yeah. So people who are like, so Calvin Harris is Kryptonian as Kal El, uh, also known as Superman. Um, so people who are saying like, why are they changing this or whatever like that? I mean, this is this is not unprecedented. Like, this is something that happens. Um, I, I mean, well, Kelsey and I are going to give give you our thoughts on Superman and what's going on with the character with Warner Bros. recent stuff. Um, I'm actually really interested in this now. Um, not because it's it might possibly be a black Superman, but because it's uh Nasi Coates' script. Um, he's done work for Marvel. He did a good run on Captain America. Uh, he did a really great run on Black Panther. Um, and his type of writing... It's very like uh, commentating on like society and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I'm still laughing because <laughs> Warner Bros. is like, we don't know what we're doing now. I'm not as optimistic because one, mm-hmm. you have to do Superman right the first time before mm-hmm. you can expand your world. Yeah. I would say that I would be excited for the world expansion and. Mm-hmm not just replacing Superman with a black Superman, but mm. you know, doing it the way it is in the comics. Like mm. it's earth too. Yeah. Um, so like, I don't know. I'm not that excited for it, honestly. And it's not cause I don't want to see it. It's just, they didn't do it right. They got to do it right. The first time mm-hmm. and then expand into it. I feel like, yeah, like this is obvious. And you know, this also opens up, like, well, you know, what's going to happen with uh, Jason? I mean, in my in my mind, like, questions are what's going to happen to like Jason Momoa's Aquaman? What's going to happen to Gal Gadot's uh, Wonder Woman? I mean, there's there's like a third Wonder Woman that's currently in the works, um, but like, is this universe? Is this Superman going to have an effect on the current like uh, DC universe? Or just like, are they just like scrapping it all together? Mm. You know, and it. It does, to, to me, the reason why it does kind of suck is I actually really like Henry Cavill's Superman. Me too. Um, yeah. He just, he was just put in the shitty movies. Like, he, you can tell he has that essence of, like, he can be Superman. He can be Clark Kent. What's that? It was funny. I don't know. You said essence, and I was just thinking of, like, a men's cologne. Essence <laughs> of Superman. Essence. Cavill. 
um, but you know what? Actually, earlier today, I checked out. Uh, there's like that new Superman show that's on CW called like Lois and Lane. Uh, mm-hmm. Lois, I'm sorry, Lois, Lois and Lane. Lane. <laughs> it's called. It's I think it's called Clark and Lois. Um, and I saw like the first maybe six minutes of that episode, and I was like, holy shit! I think I might fucking watch this because it's actually like in the spirit of Superman. Like this is like a Superman story, mm-hmm. you know, hopeful and like smart. Like there's this great line where Superman like saves this kid from like um from having a car being thrown on him and like the kid like like his hat flew off and superman like caught it and like gave the hat to the kid and the kid was like oh that's a cool outfit you know talking about his his whole uh get up and he and superman says the most superman thing thanks my mom made it and flew i was like fuck that's superman like right there it's like straight up superman it doesn't feel very cwe to you I don't know. Like I said, it's like the... Because, like, I love the Flash up until a certain point. Yeah, a lot of people are like that, too, when it came to Flash, when it came to Arrow, even I did not. Black I Line. could not get into Arrow. No, I couldn't either. Um, I don't know if it... I don't... Like I said, I've only watched the first six minutes, but I'm not the only one who said this. There's been a... I've seen a lot of people online saying, like, holy shit, this is actually like a good Superman movie, mm-hmm. you know? Um, because the concept... I, I, I think the concept is pretty cool. It's... It's not like him being Superman. He's already been Superman for years. Him and Lois are together, but they have two kids now and they're teenagers. Mm-hmm. So he's like juggling that now. Mm-hmm. You know, like the first six minutes, it actually kind of just goes through it like really quick. Like I came to I came to planet Earth. I had these parents. My Here's my dad dying again. Mm-hmm. You know, I met this woman. Now we have kids and boom, here we are now, which I'm like, all right, cool. We don't we don't know. We don't need that. We already know that. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I don't. I mean, I don't know, Kelsey. Don't know. We don't know what's going to happen with this new Superman. If I mean, from the looks of it, Cavill might be out. He's already getting like projects left and right. He's working on like second season of like The Witcher. Supposedly, he's tapped to be like. I forgot he was in that. <laughs> uh, supposedly, he's like tapped for like a Mass Effect project that people are like are shocked at shit that's coming along, like based off the video game. Mm-hmm. Um. If if he if he decides to jump ship and go do something else, cool. He's not a bad actor. He's a decent actor. Yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah, so like, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Paramount Plus is releasing their or launching their platform, I should say. Yeah, the streaming platform. Yeah, um, and I forgot when. I know it's this week, actually, right? Uh, yeah, I think it's supposed to drop drop march 5th i know i put a lot in the docker but we I don't know. have we don't have to read everything i know because i was like trying to look for when and i'm like i can't even find that yeah um yeah i know it's like march oh i'm sorry march the 4th yeah the streaming yeah, yeah it's dropping on march the 4th um so it's basically gonna roll like cbs all access into yeah. the paramount platform so you're gonna get all of that stuff mm-hmm. plus some i guess original content and they're gonna do a thing too where they're gonna release a movie i guess in theaters and then 45 days later re- release it on their platform yeah i heard uh quiet place 2 is doing this uh i think like the latest mission impossible this is gonna happen as well for that clifford the big red dog in case anyone is just dying oh, to see that oh my god <laughs> oh hey hey, hey. paw patrol movie Yes. I know we're looking forward to that one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, regrets. Uh, you know what's actually one movie that? Okay, I'm actually I'm uh, I I want to see it in theaters, but you know they, it might not be open. I mean, theaters might not be open by the time. 
Top Gun Maverick. Really I, want to see that in theaters. I did too. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't. That's um. That would be the second movie in a series, right? Well, there's only two. So yes. That well, is I know. I'm saying there was one before it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because mm. I don't think I've seen the first one. So like. You're not alone on that. Oh really? I've never seen Top Gun, and I and I I love a, a, a good Tom Cruise movie. You know, like yeah. Born on the Fourth of July. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Penis. <Christ. laughs> um. So I've honestly have never sat and watched Top Gun, you know, but I, I'm, I'm purposely not watching Top Gun just to wait for this to come out. So I can come in completely fresh. Mm. I know I get the references and the jokes that, uh, people make about Top Gun, but I've never fully sat and watched it. Mm. So, yeah, I am actually excited for that one too. Mm. Um, that just made me think of, uh, Fast and Furious for some reason. Oh, yeah, which isn't coming on until, like, next year. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, so you got a few things. Star Trek, the Italian Job series, you know, Beavis and Butthead movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, it was the very last bullet. It, it's, uh, yeah, it's launching on March 4th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, okay, so this Italian Job series, I've seen the original and I've seen the remake, the one that has, like, Mark Wahlberg. And like Jason Statham in it and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if this is actually, I think it's supposed to follow the original that starred Michael Caine. And it's like a new generation of like, like heists and stuff. It's, a, it's like the, the, to give you the, the bit, to put it in better perspective, it's like the uh, British version of Gone in 60 Seconds. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. You said Mark Wahlberg and it made me think of an article I saw today, I think from Joe Blow. About how he's a piece of shit individual? No, I already knew that. Um, <laughs> How Tom Holland made the mis- said he made the mistake of trying to be Mark Wahlberg in Uncharted. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it made me wonder: Were you actually talking about Uncharted or Cherry that everyone said was bad? I believe it's Uncharted. Okay, because you said Cherry when we were talking, I think, and I was mm. like disappointed. Oh yeah, the, the the reviews about Cherry. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like what I what I found out about the Paramount Plus. Is they're just redoing, they're just revitalizing old stuff. There's like a new Rugrats, uh, a new SpongeBob, I think. Um, they're doing what another Star Trek, but it's like a kid-friendly type show, which I'm just like, I don't understand why they never did that before. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, of course, the, the man who fell to Earth. I remember we talked about that mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. I am actually. Of two minds about this whole mm-hmm. thing, because like we just went through this a year ago with HBO. Mm, okay. and everyone's like, "What are they gonna put on their fucking platform? Like, yeah. why are you doing this?" Okay, so. But I feel like this makes more sense mm-hmm. because they already have for TV like the CBS All Access. Yeah, and they're just rolling. So that now in. they're just all rolling it into one. It makes more sense. I to know. Me. Um, I'm slightly irritated because obviously it's like another streaming service that, you know, we're not, like not, not saying Kelsey and myself, but like people are gonna have to pay for it to like watch this stuff. You know, it's, uh, it's supposed to be like five nine nine a month with ads, uh, 59 99 for a full year. And then, uh, what is it? Nine ninety nine ninety nine a year with no ads whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm curious. Oh, there is one thing. Okay, so okay, there's two things I really, okay, there's two things that might get me to like doubt to to stream this mm. or to sign up for this. One is the Halo series. Uh, I used to be a, a huge Halo fan, like the video games. 
Um, they've been working on the series for like, God, at least five years. No, I take that back. They've been working on making a Halo into a movie for about at least 10 years. Mm. And now they're turning into a series, which is much better. I'm curious about that. And then the team behind Avatar, The Last Airbender, they're coming back and they're going to expand on that world. Mm-hmm. And I love I love the Avatar series, like Avatar, The Last Airbender. That Legend of Korra was great. Um, I'm curious to see if they when it if they do do this set in a different time, like more into the future. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say like currently now, you know, would the avatar still be valid um, or or need it at that time? Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. I wonder if they'll have all the old Nickelodeon stuff on there. I mean, probably. I mean, like I want to see Angry Beavers so bad. Well, Paramount, <laughs> God, I, I, I don't that get that show. show. <laughs> um, well, Paramount is owned by uh, Viacom and Viacom owns Nickelodeon. So you might just start seeing like Nickelodeon shows popping up on there too, like how in the kids uh, section, yeah, like how Disney has uh, all like those Disney cartoons and stuff like that. They yeah. were watching the old movies. I'm sure this is going to be like your location to get like Nickelodeon stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't. Damn, now I'm thinking about it. Damn, I, I'm thinking about like old like Nickelodeon shows. I wouldn't mind revisiting. You, you like Doug? I know you like Doug. I thought Doug was good. Uh, <laughs> Ren and Stampy, even though I should have been watching it. Rocco's Ren- Modern Life. Oh yes! As you're wearing, oh, I thought, for some reason I thought you were wearing your Rocco's Modern Life shirt. No, <laughs> no, I'm wearing my Thanos and Rosie Riveter mashup shirt. <laughs> yeah, half of you can do it. <laughs> That's what their shirt says. <laughs> um, but I'll I'll have to see how this rolls out and be like, all right, maybe I'll maybe I'll sign up for it, or I'll try to ask somebody if they give me their password. I'm looking at you, Kelsey. <laughs> no, I honestly am thinking about it. Oh, it's only for the Nickelodeon stuff, huh? No. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just broader than HBO is. Mm. Like, I would go to HBO for the docuseries and, mm. like, Euphoria. But, like, mm. HBO has some good stuff. This is more, like, I don't know, actual movie content I would want to watch. Oh, okay, and like, I gotcha. Um, also family stuff, too. But, yeah, yeah just... They've got a lot more going on, I think. Speaking of HBO, um, HBO Max, I've actually been really enjoying their service mm. as of late um, because I've been like, like I said, I've been going through The Sopranos mm. and they just brought back um, Close Enough, like this animated show by the guy who did uh, oh, the, with the bird, the blue bird and the rec- raccoon. The normal show? Yeah. Or the regular show? The regular show. Yeah. Like they got a second season. I didn't know they were doing it. I know. I know they were doing a second season. I just didn't know it was going to drop. Uh. And I saw it a few days ago. I was like, <gasps> Oh shit, second season's out. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um plus like Warrior, which it's a fucking crime. That show is not getting a third season. That's mm. an amazing show. Um so I've been kinda like, you know, enjoying HBO Max, you know, especially like having you sit down and watch those Justice League the, H- <laughs> the Superman movies. As I roll my eyes. Guys, we kill two full bottles of wine every time we watch the a DC film. Yeah, DCEU. And I, feel, uh, I still feel like it's not enough. Maybe we'll do three next time. Yeah, maybe. And then we just won't wake up the next morning for like hours. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, let's get into our recent review of I Care A Lot. Good morning, Miss Peterson. I'm sorry to disturb you so early. The court has ruled that you require assistance in taking care of yourself. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm afraid it's not up to you to decide. The court has appointed me to be your legal guardian. What? 
You have to come with me. And remember, I'm here to help. My name is Marla Grayson. I'm just someone who cares. Marla Grayson, you've had amazing success. What's your secret? There is no secret, Peter. She forces them into the home, auctions off their house, and uses the proceeds to pay herself. Because caring is my job. Mitch! I will grab your dick and balls, and I will rip them clean off. Big deal maker. I know what you do here. Your hustle. Look at all these cash cows on your wall just leaking money into your account. Jennifer Peterson, she's off limits. She has very powerful friends who can make life uncomfortable for you. How uncomfortable are we talking? This is streaming on Netflix right now, and the synopsis is a crooked legal guardian who drains the savings of her elder elderly wards meets her match when a woman she tries to swindle turns out to be more than she first appears. Directed and written by Jay Blakeson, it stars Rosamund Pike, Peter Dinklage, Isa Gonzalez, and Diane Weist. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Diane Weist plays herself? Uh, <laughs> what? Oh, obviously, I fucked up there. Uh, <laughs> no, she plays Jennifer Peterson. Oh, there you okay. go. Okay, I don't know why I put it there twice. Because when you copy-paste from IMDb, oh, yeah. it always has their real name twice or some shit. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, I remember being disappointed because you said the reviews on this were not good. Did I say that? Yeah, you said you weren't seeing too much good stuff about I Care A Lot. Okay. And then you watched it and you're like, well, I liked it. I think you're going to like it. Uh-huh. Um, you don't remember telling me that? I remember, uh, well, that's the thing. I don't, I don't recall saying that because in the trailers, it shows like the reviews, like how it's this, this, and that, and everything. I think I might have told you like how some of it has gotten some hate because of the Rosemary Pike character, or how there's like there's almost nobody here with a redeeming quality. I think that was like maybe I was referring to that. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, I like this movie. Did you? Yeah. I feel like. I feel like like is not a strong enough word. I feel like some, something about it, I think like you, I think you secretly love it, but you just haven't admitted to it. No, I haven't fully digested it because mm. it's, it's clever and witty, but there are some things about it that I feel like it has you doing like, I don't know, mental or emotional hurdles. Mm, okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Cause, mm. um. The for me personally, mm. I feel like okay, cool. We have this woman who is like untouchable. Mm-hmm. As she said in and the trailer, it, she's a fucking lioness. Yeah, mm. like we don't get that a lot in cinema. Yeah, like a such a strong female lead mm-hmm. that like a even no- a known crime boss is mm. not terrified of her, but like. She's untouchable. Yeah, she's like a no. She's a what's a, what's the word? No nonsense or no bullshit type. type exactly. Person. Yeah, and, and I always kind of like that. So mm. like, even it it also makes you kind of examine like if you're gonna root for her or not. Mm. And there's a part of me that's like, God, she's a fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. But also like, 
but she's a woman and like yay (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's not she's not she's not like a like a fucking bitch like oh that's that woman's like a total cunt or anything like that like ew you know like i really hate that she's more just like god damn she's so fucking ruthless like Mm -hmm. she has like little to no compassion at all but it doesn't it doesn't like make it unwatchable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's like it doesn't make it unwatchable. It do, I, like she it, does it with with a lot of class and a lot of like. There's a lot of great timing in how things happen, so yeah. it's not like oh she's just screaming at people and cutting their dicks off yeah. the whole entire movie. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was still totally watch that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and in the Rosemary Pie, she really sells that character a lot. I, I feel like. I feel like this is a more um, refined version of her character from Gone Girl. Because mm. remember in Gone Girl, she was like just as much as a bit, but she was more like psychotic. Yeah. In this one, she's like that. Very but- calculated. Exactly. And I and I and I was with I, I'm with you too. Like at the beginning, I was just like, like I want the, I want this woman to fail. I want because she's just so fucking evil, especially like the subject matter. Um, I saw uh. I recently saw like a video of um, John Oliver talking about like this, the subject matter, which is uh, like legal guardianship or something like that, Mm -hmm. where they, you know, people don't have enough like mental capacity to take care of themselves and how like the, the, the legal system kind of like fucks those people over. Mm -hmm. So like while while I was watching it, it just added to that fuel of just like, I don't fucking like her. I don't fucking like her. Um, But like as the story developed, I started kind of like rooting for her Mm -hmm. um, because we have another character who's Peter, Peter Dinklage who, who does that. He does that mob boss so fucking well. Mm -hmm. Like I love Peter Dinklage and like, He's already fucking Everything. sexy, but he was really sexy. <laughs> I in this know one. you were digging on him in this yeah. movie. You're like Damn. right down to the fucking half emo haircut. Uh, you know what? I was actually jealous of that beard he had. Yeah, I, that beard. He had, always has an amazing beard. I know. So jealous of that beard. Dinklage, give me a call. Tell me how you do it. He'll be like, <laughs> "It's jeans, Mark. You fucking idiot." Call me that again. <laughs> um, but um, oh, so yeah, so even like when she was going up against that character. You're just like, holy shit. She's like somehow like one step ahead of this guy. Or mm-hmm. like she's able to like wiggle her way out of like certain situations. Yeah. Um, and I think that's because my disdain for her or my disgust for her started because of how she's taking advantage of the Diana West character. Or sorry, the Diane West character. Weiss. Weiss, sorry. Yeah, the Diane Weiss character. Because I started thinking, you know, because this movie kind of like. The storytelling is really great because it's like it unfolds and you're thinking like, you know, you're with the Diane Weiss character. And then as her background starts to become more like apparent, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I shouldn't really be caring about this old lady. Like yeah. she's not she's not much of an angel either. Exactly. It's just a matter of like, who's more evil or who's more of a badass. Right. And and that's why I like the film, too, because you get a sense of like, I shouldn't root for her, but I do root for her. And then. Mm. You know, and I'm not going to give the ending away, but like something happens and you're like, okay, I kind of like this. But then <laughs> yeah. something else happens. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's more realistic. Yeah. Yeah. I know, <laughs> I, and I know which one you're talking about. Exactly. Um, that, that's the hurdles I was talking about. Because you, you like, mm. you feel, you keep kind of flip flopping on how you feel about things. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um that's i guess only if you can see both sides which a lot of people can't really do these days yeah 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 Uh, talking about our current climate of politics (laughs) um so 
yeah because i did i did honestly see a lot of people commenting online that they didn't like the movie Mm. so um so what did you let me see it's jay blakeson um oh i like fran a lot uh like i have a crush on her you know who that you know that's the homegirl from baby driver right that's, that's, that makes sense because I had a crush on her in that movie I know, too. That's uh, I think her character's name is Darling in yeah. Baby Driver. Because I was like, is that who I think it is? I'm like, oh, it is. Oh, and then she was in something else, but it was like, oh, my cat's about to fall. <laughs> and she, oh, she did. <laughs> Sorry, folks, we we had to react to that. <laughs> Poor baby. Yeah, my my cat fell off the cat tree and she just tumbled down. Oh, she good. <laughs> She's like, Meh. well, she was like turning around. Like, I don't hope she didn't hurt her tail or something. Uh, she's fine. Yeah, she good. This, this is this is a cat who has jumped and fallen <laughs> from a second story. And it was a high second story. Like it could have almost been a third third story. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now I remember she's in she's in that movie Hobbs and Shaw. As who? Uh, Madam M. There's like a part if I remember correctly where like. Jason Statham has to go to like, like Russia or something, right? Yeah, and like I think like The Rock joins them too, and they have to get some divide. That that movie's just like, like a blank. But I remember she's in that movie, and her character was like really uh, underutilized. She was a great character too. I remember that in Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, but she was like there and gone, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. But and and I care a lot. Her character, Fran. I think it's great. I think I think even her character. She brings the balance of humanity that the film really needs. Yes, exactly. exactly. And also, I'm gonna say too that their representation of certain um, minority groups, Mm -hmm. um, like oh gosh, she was in Bloodshot too. Fuck. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. Go on. Like Peter Dinklage, like him being a little person is not distracting at all. Like oh yeah, because he's such a great actor and Mm -hmm. like. It's totally believable. There's nothing, nothing distracting about it. Yeah. Or like, the fact that, you know, like Fran, Fran is, you know, it's not really like a spoiler, but like with. Oh, with Roseman Pike's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like a spoiler or anything. It just adds more of an emotional layer to it. But yeah, like that they don't shy away that like these two are lesbians mm-hmm. and they're just like, and, and it's, but it's not, and, but it's they, not a driving point. But yeah. Like they do it in such a way that it's like. They could be best friends. Mm-hmm. They they just so happen to be lovers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, and I like how they kind of played with that at the beginning. Like, don't worry, folks. This is not spoilers. Um, they kind of played with that at the beginning because for a minute I was like, wait, are they gay? Like, what's and then, yeah. and then when we get a more of a confirmation, I was like, all right, I can see it. Totally yeah, works. Exactly. Um. So you want to get into the spoiler section? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so folks, um, we're going to get into the spoiler section for those who have seen it, uh, just hop on in with us. We're going to discuss the movie in greater detail. Um, and for those who have not seen, uh, I care a lot and don't want to be spoiled. Uh, here's your spoiler bumper right about now. okay um oh so do you want to just straight talk about like the realistic part nope 
Okay. I want to get into uh, first her speech in the beginning. Um, Rosamund Pike, Marla mm. Grayson's um, speech in the beginning about mm. not feeling sorry for these people because mm. there's not no such thing as a good person. Mm. And just because they get old and unassuming does not m- automatically make them good people. Yeah, which it, like it, which I mean now I think about it like. She's telegraphing uh-huh. the uh, the the Jennifer Peterson character exactly. And That's it, what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah, and like I didn't think about like well, watch. I was just like, yeah, I, you know, I I have this thing before we were recording. I was like in a sour mood, and like I I asked Kelsey like, all right, so what's like the one thing I hate? And she was just like, and she actually goes like the top th- two. <laughs> yeah, I was like. I'm, I'm this, sorry. I was like this thing, and he's like, "That's the second one." Yeah. Like this thing, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's the third one." Yeah, <laughs> but like my whole thing is like, I, I don't like I don't like stupid people, and I'm saying like, if you're slow, I will do. I will. I won't like judge you for it. Judge you. It's just you were just like willingly not accepting reality or accepting the fact of X, Y, and Z. Yeah, you're like willfully ignorant. Yeah, there you go. Willfully ignorant people. I don't like willfully ignorant people. It just irritates the fuck out of me. Um, but there is a part of me that is still like hopeful that like there are good people out there. <laughs> and then, like, don't I exist? I'm not good. Okay. Yeah. I like to torture you too much. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the fact that like that Rosen Pike kind of like hits you over the head with it. Like there's no such thing as good people. I'm just like. Man, you're being a fucking bitch. And then, <laughs> then the whole reveal with Jennifer Peters is like, I wasn't want to be like, all right, I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> then there's this other part that I thought was kind of clever, right? Mm-hmm. Because in the beginning, too, where after she does this whole speech, mm-hmm. you see her in the courtroom. She's in like this argument or fight with like this lady's son. And oh, like, yeah, he yeah. really wants to get in to see her, but she won't let him. Mm hmm. And he, like, threatens her and says, you know, I hope you get raped. I hope you die. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. blah and total, spits in her face. Yeah, total man thing. So she's like, you know, I could do so many fucking things to you. Don't you Just don't waste your time. You're going to get hurt, basically. And then later, he, you know, he walks away and friends like, you know, you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Because um, people, you never know what someone's going to do. Mm-hmm. She's like, don't you get scared of like, mm-hmm. she's like, no, they like, I've had so many people threaten me, mm-hmm. like hundreds of people. You know how many people have ever amounted to something? Yeah. Two. Yeah. <laughs> like. Oh, he's the third. <laughs> yeah. Because then later he comes back and kind of turns her into a liar. <laughs> yeah. So like he, uh, he like in the, in the beginning of the movie she's like he's not a threat to me and mm. he comes out of nowhere and he shoots her at the end of the movie. Yeah, that okay. So that part one I didn't see that coming. Okay, me, I'm sorry. Yeah, me I, either. I, I like the the right before I didn't see it coming, but when he did pop up, I was like he's gonna shoot her. Like, yeah, that's yeah. it. She's gonna die. And um, as Kelsey mentioned earlier, it. it it has the realistic factor to it, you know, because like there's so many things that's going on with this movie that you're right. It kind of does. The, you kind of have to do like mental hurdles. It does like the Hollywood ending thing, right? Like mm. you don't want to root for her, but it makes you then root for her. Yeah, because she's succeeding so much and she is a woman. You're like, like, OK, cool. Mm. And so, yeah, you're doing all these mental hurdles. And so like, OK, we're going to get the Hollywood ending here. Yeah. And then he comes out of nowhere and he shoots her and you're like. 
Oh, that just took the wind out of my sails, but <laughs> I can dig it because, like, it like totally makes more sense. realistic. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, so, so with that, I'll ask you: Did that take anything away? Like you said, you said you it worked for you because it's realistic. But do you think it really took anything away from like the message or from what the film was trying to say? It did, and it didn't. Like that's mm. the thing that I'm struggling with, right? Like, it wasn't poorly written. Mm. Um, and like, I could understand why it was written that way. I just, as a viewer, I'm just kind of still, that's why I'm still kind of struggling with it because Mm. it had me like, I hate her. Mm. Now I kind of want her to win because, you know, the other guy's bad too. Yeah. Peter Dinklage's character. Yeah. And then like, they get into business together. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like. They're fucking partners. Yeah. I really like that. I thought, And then, like, they fucking kill her. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I actually thought that part, the where Peter Dinklage makes that proposal to Roseman Pike about, like, we go into business, we do this. Honestly, it should not have worked. Like, from, like, I don't know, from, like, I guess from a writing standpoint, it should not have worked. But it was able to work. And I think because how they broke it down, what exactly they wanted to do. Yeah. You know, as opposed to just like, and he ma- he makes a per- he makes a really great point. He goes like, what you're doing is great, but it's small peanuts, you know, and it oh, makes small it, potatoes. Yeah, small yeah. potatoes. Yeah, small potatoes. Um, and it makes complete sense like that. He says that because um, Rosamund Pike's character is, is just swilling these people and getting their money. But she, in a sense, she wasn't thinking of like fully like in the, uh, in the long run. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why, because like. She didn't see that dude coming back to like shoot her and shit. Yeah. Um, but it's just so happened to work. My only gripe is that I don't know, it kinda like that part, it kind of felt like uh when they were doing like the montage of her like getting her stuff, like building up the empire and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I felt like it happened I don't know. Oh, too, like breakneck speed? Yeah, breakneck speed. Like too too fucking fast and stuff like that. Like slow it back a little bit and see how or not uh, here we go not rely on like what looked like stock footage of like the montage mm-hmm. it looked like they had just kind of pulled like the stuff and was like oh that looks like a meeting this looks like uh building oh, well, an empire they wanted it to look that way because she was in those magazines mm. and those th- those look like stock pictures because they're all yeah. fucking staged and shit yeah no but see i wish it kind of like showed a little bit more of her building the empire from the jump or building the empire at that point and then going into the stock footage to kind of be like, okay, this is where she's going. This is where she's going. This is what it, it amounted to. Yeah, I get you. I, I disagree because mm. it just kind of keeps you at that level of like arm's length kind of coldness. Mm. Oh, like, got you. So I don't like we've already seen her struggle to this point. We mm. don't really care mm. about her building the empire. We just know that she's going to do it. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have to. I had to mention the uh, the soundtrack. Yo, that soundtrack fucking slap. Yeah, that shit was a good fucking sound. I'm trying. I want to see who did the soundtrack. That shit was so dope. It was really good. I like. I didn't notice it as much. You always tend to notice the soundtracks more than I do. Mm-hmm. There was just one particular time where I noticed it, and it was more towards the end. Oh, like when they're doing the montage and stuff. Maybe it was the montage. I don't know. Mm. I, th- I feel like they were in a car. Like really zoomed out overhead oh okay I, oh i know what you're talking about i think i know what you're talking about um uh, oh my god oh yeah and then like 
Um, fucking Roseman Pike like wins a Golden Globe for this role. Yeah. Like just <laughs> recently is like what was it? Golden Globe was uh like, sun this past Sunday. Yeah. And I remember like when we found out, I was just like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh-huh. Like I don't know who she was going up against, but I was like, yeah, that totally makes sense. Like that was a great role for her. It was. She's real good at looking unsettling with just her yeah. eyes. There was one picture I was really looking for. Uh-huh. And they keep using it as a thumbnail for like the trailer. Uh-huh. But I really wanted the picture to put on social media and I couldn't find it anywhere without like Amazon Prime watermark on it. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Oh, the Netflix water watermark? I think I know what you're talking no, about. No, it said Amazon Prime on it. Really? Yeah, it was weird. Uh-huh. Um so what else? I'm trying to think. Well, oh, okay. So the direction. That's what I want to talk about. The direction. Um, so like the one thing I noticed about the direction that I thought was really good is, and here's a, here's another case where it shouldn't have worked. They do this thing where um, for uh, for folks who don't know this term called like ping ponging back and forth, and that's mm-hmm. like a conversation where it's a conversation between two people. And they keep switching the camera and the camera views from one person to the other. Yeah, and it can be very disjointing or very kind of like yo, just like sit the camera still. I wanted to see these people talk. Mm-hmm. They do that a couple of times. Like there's this, that great scene where uh, Rosen Pike's character is talking to uh, what's his name? Is it Chris Messina? Uh, yeah, um, Chris Messina's character, the lawyer, and oh, like yeah. how the conversation kind of gets more intense, but like in a subtle way. Mm-hmm. And the camera kind of like every time the camera cuts, it's like a different position. Like it's like a it's more of like a wide shot and then a medium shot and then a, a close up shot and then back to a medium. Like mm-hmm. back and forth, and it's kind of letting you know the intensity of like that conversation. Like they're yeah. all, like they're almost like threatening. They're sparring. Yeah, they're sparring. Yeah, right. Um, and then there's that really great part where he says something about like, um, like he, he the like somebody who I know will make your life very uncomfortable, and, but it will be for a short time. Like pretty much saying like you're gonna die. Yeah. And how she kind of just like leans back, like that takes her back, but then she kind of just comes back. She's like. <laughs> give me give me 10 million dollars that's what i want she's like how uncomfortable are we talking here yeah yeah exa- exactly yeah just like i thought that shit was so funny like this is the fact that she goes wow well, uncomfortable like let me let me scale it and see if it's worth it <laughs> i was like god damn yeah, she didn't say 10 million she said 5 million it wasn't uh 10 million until she was already talking to peter dinklage oh okay yeah okay. you're like we'll actually push up your glasses exactly get it right <laughs> It's a fuck. Sorry. <laughs> um, so there. So I was talking to. Uh, I was texting with uh, a friend of mine because uh, he was watching this movie at the same time as I was watching it. Oh. Um, and it, it just totally randomly happened. Like I'm watching that care a lot, and then um, it, it was a uh, Logan, and he just goes. He goes, hey, man, like, have you seen I Care A Lot? I'm like, dude, I'm like in the middle of fucking watching. Like, wow, you know, what a coincidence, right? So we're kind of talking about it and everything. I think mm-hmm. he was like, I think he was like an hour ahead of me. And he just, normally when he hits me up, it'll be out of nowhere. And it's about a movie that like blew his fucking mind, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so then I, I started remembering that this movie has a lot of similarities to um, the Matthew Vaughn film Layer Cake, mm-hmm. which is like a 2004 uh, British like drug slash heist film uh except like the topics are a bit different one's on drugs another one's on elderly people um who are on drugs yeah who are on drugs <laughs> um and without spoiling look later if you haven't seen it the ending is actually kind of similar mm. like in a lot of 
and a lot of like what happens to certain characters, like these turns, there's a lot of similarities to it. I was wondering, I'm kind of wondering if like that director kind of got some of it from layer cake or if there's something that just popped in his head. Um, but even like the style looks kind of familiar, like that kind of cool hip style. And mm-hmm. even the music is like hella fucking good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just kind of want to mention that because I, I was just, I couldn't get that out of my, out of my mind. Yeah. Um, one thing I have to mention is you can tell everything that Rosamund Pike is wearing is super fucking designer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, right down to that tan fucking coat she was wearing. Oh, yeah. Like, that thing, how it swings, because it has, like, a cord in the bottom of uh, it. Like, it's just so unique. Uh, like, that's fucking designer. I'm not going to lie. Those sunglasses she was wearing, I was like, damn, where can I get a pair of those? And I know sunglasses <laughs> like that cost, like, $300, $400. Yeah. I was just like, no. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Plus, they're women's sunglasses. You don't I, care. I don't care. If it looks good on me, I'll wear them. <laughs> um, so, all in all, it's a good movie. Enjoyed it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Mm. Do you love it now, since we talked about it? I'm still I'm still <laughs> dancing with it in my head, okay? Okay. All right. I'm still... I don't know. Like, I know I like it a lot. Mm. You know, like, I care a lot. Yeah, you care a lot because you like it a lot. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm not uh, sure if I'm going to give it the love title yet because uh, I'm just, it's not a clumsy film, but how mm. I just feel the, the hurdles just kind of hold it back. Gotcha. Just um, a little bit. Yeah, so um, I, 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 I liked it. I, I very much liked it a lot. Oh, you know what? Holy shit. Oh, no, okay. So, the guy who did this, Jay Blake and Blakeson, mm-hmm. um, this is, oh, I'm always, I always love seeing, like, their, like, directors who do, like, these phenomenal films and do, like, these, you know. Where they like, started. Where they started and stuff like that. This is his third film, um, but it's easily, like, the most no- noticeable film. Uh, some of the, some of these movies that he's done, like, uh, what's it called? The Disappearance of Alice Creed. I remember seeing the trailer for that. And he did this movie, was it called The Fifth Wave? Ooh. That was the book first. Ooh. My God. He really came up. Holy shit. I heard that movie. I was have that book in my bookcase. The Fifth. Oh. But I haven't read it. Just throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> I, heard, I heard that Fifth Wave movie was garbage. Um, but for him to like bounce back with this movie, which is getting like rave reviews, Rose, uh, was it was it Rosamund Pike? She's getting she got she's getting awards now mm-hmm. because of it. Um, I think it's I think it's a great step up from this guy. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. If he just, like I'm actually really curious to see what his next film is. If he's got like a if this is kind of like a style, mm-hmm. you know, I'm down for it. Um, but I'm also down to like I actually I actually kind of hope that he kind of explores like more options and see that has something that lends more to his voice. I'm not saying this one didn't, but I want to see his voice in another type of like genre. This makes me think of the gift in a way. The um, the uh, Jason Bateman movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, how so? Just the feel of it, like how how um, clever it can be, and like how you have like a seething, n- not quite hatred, but like dislike of a person, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of builds. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah. yeah. Man, that movie was fucked up. It was good, though. Yeah. I love that movie. Fuck, I forgot Joel Edgerton directed that movie. He directed it? 
Joe Edgerton, yeah. Oh. He's, he's a good director. Well, I meant he was in it, though. Yeah. So that's so why I was like, he directed it, Actually, too? take that back. That's his directorial debut. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a good one, that too. Was, yeah, that was right. definitely a gift. <sighs> da, da, da. Oh, my God. We're fucking done with this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do we got now? Next, we are going to do What the Fuck Did We Just Watch? <laughs> doing um dc's batman v superman dawn of justice mm-hmm. i keep wanting to say flan of justice <laughs> flan of ju- just to be different flan of justice yeah sorry sorry that was me just leaning back like do i laugh now or do i hold it in <laughs> <laughs> might as well be yeah um i personally like uh the nickname, I, the title I gave it. Which is? Batman v Superman, Dawn of Flacid. Oh, yeah, that one's good. <laughs> um, so yeah, oh, also, what? just to start the segment off, I need everyone to know. Uh, this is where the Lego Batman movie, <laughs> I think, got its start. Um, yeah, you, you kept saying while we were watching it, you are just like, the Lego Batman movie is way better than this. And then even, like, the design of, of, of like Batman. Like the mech suit kind the, of yeah, thing? Yeah, the Batman exoskeleton. You're just like, they got that from Lego Batman. Or Lego Batman got it from this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're continuing our <laughs> our dive, our deep dive into, like, the DCEU before, uh, before we do the Zack Snyder Justice League cut. Mm. Um so this is we saw the ultimate edition. Um, now I've only seen the movie twice. One time when it was in theaters, and I did not like it. And then the second time, which is this recently, is this week. And I've never seen the ultimate edition. Uh, my editor has said that like the ultimate edition uh, puts things in better context. Mm. Um, what was that that we said? Oh, a couple days ago. No, we said yesterday. We said just because. Just because they, we said something about like just because it's supposed to be better context doesn't mean it should be in the movie. Um. Oh no, we said something about like they edited it out for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie's still not good, like at all. As a matter of fact, I feel like it. I feel like it's worse than like what I saw mm. like before. Like, first of all, the fact that <laughs> what, what's funny? It's like when you see. A little itchy spot on your toe. Uh-huh. You're like, oh, that's bad. I know uh-huh. that's bad. That's gonna be probably bad. Uh-huh. And you leave it alone. <laughs> you just leave it alone. Uh-huh. You come back to it, and it's a full blown fucking foot fungus. And you're like, yeah, that that got worse. Yeah. <laughs> you still don't touch your leg. Yeah, now it's an infection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this movie, holy shit! Like the gall of like DC. I'm sorry, Warner Brothers being like, hey, we just barely introduced everybody to Superman and let's kill him off. Like right away. Yeah. And guess what? Batman's like a murdering psycho. <laughs> like, okay, all right. You know, um, what, what was that? There was, there was one thing that Kelsey had pointed out, um, and I was like fully on board with this that this movie. It's not miscast. Like, 
I'm, I'm not going to deny, like, when Ben Affleck got cast as Batman, I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just so fucking weird. I, that's, that shouldn't work, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, this movie helped me, made me realize, oh, actually, I kind of realized this before, but it kind of, like, cemented this idea that, like, he's actually, like, a good Batman. He's a ba- good Batman and a good Bruce Wayne. He's a good Batman. Everyone's good in their own roles. It's like they're mm. all in different movies. Yeah. So I think that's what I said. Yeah. And that, like, we were just like, Henry Cavill's good in this one. Even, like, Gal Gadot is good, but I realize she's only good because she doesn't talk that much in this movie. Yeah. Like, you don't really see the stilted acting that, like, we finally realize in Wonder Woman 1984. Mm-hmm. Um, and didn't you even say that you even kind of, like, enjoyed uh, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor? I didn't like his Lex Luthor. I liked him mm-hmm. as a psycho. Yeah. But I know that Lex Luthor is not like that. Yeah. So it's like, I know, it, like, that doesn't work in this film, but he is a great actor. You could see it, like, he's acting the shit out of that role. Mm. Um, so there had been a rumor that went around for a while that, like, supposedly Jason, Jesse Eisenberg had, like, based his performance off of Max Landis, the screenwriter. Uh, if I show you videos of Mac Landis, you'll like, holy shit, that's Lex, L- that's Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. Uh, Max Landis was learned, known to be kind of like problematic. Like uh, last time we heard about him, um, it got revealed that like he had like sexually assaulted like multiple women. Like, well, was that beat. that long ass article I read that took me like an hour and a half to read about? That's the guy grooming people, <laughs> yep. and all kinds of shit. That's the guy. That's the guy. Um, so it's like, uh, so actually, you know what? I got to ask Kelsey this because Kelsey, this is her first time watching it. What did you think of the movie? Uh, disappointment all around. I told you. I told like, you. like, as compared to Man of Steel, mm-hmm. that one left me wanting more. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And not like in a good way. Mm-hmm. In a, like, I know this could be something great. Like in a curiosity kind of way. Like, all right, let like, me see the like, next can, step. Yeah, like. It wasn't great, but mm-hmm. hopefully the next one's better. But it like I wasn't disappointed really. Yeah. And this one is like they squeezed like four movies into one movie. Yeah, exactly. Because you don't get um um an organic love story from like Lois and Kent. Yeah, and Clark. Yeah. Yeah, Clark. <laughs> um. So all of a sudden they're together, but they're already having like a falling out. You're like, whoa, okay. Like, can you just let us adjust to them being like really together? Yeah, like they like there was obviously there was something there at the end of Menace still. Like, oh, okay, this is kind of like where the connection starts being built between Lois mm-hmm. and Clark. But yeah, in this one you're just like, oh no, they're like living together. They're like you know doing sex stuff in the bathtub. You know <laughs> where where Lois had that bullet. <laughs> <laughs> the bathtub with yeah. her. Like, okay. Exactly. Um, um, but yeah, go on. That didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman's seething hatred of Superman made no fucking sense. Mm. Like, none. Well, I mean, obviously he's pissed off because, like, Batman, dis- I mean, Superman destroyed his building. He, he is not that pissed off about that as he is about the fact that apparently he burned a bunch of dead bodies. Which, makes which no wasn't sp- even him. It was the fucking government. Yeah, which makes no fucking sense because you because they shoot they shoot those people. Yeah, you know, autopsy would be like these people were murdered, already dead. Yeah. They were already dead when they were set on fire. Um, 
What did you think? What was your thought of Tom Hanks as Lex Luthor? Because that's that's the rumor that went around for a minute. That like they wanted him to be Lex Luthor. I kind of feel like he would have been better than Jesse. Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah. Like Jesse's was too psychotic. And I know that Tom Hanks can be that way too. But I think he would have scaled it back a little bit. I think I I think it would have been a, a bit harder for him to sell that character because I don't think we've ever actually seen him as a villain. Yes, like we in, have. Hey, well, like in what? I swear we saw him as a villain in something like late last year. Mm-hmm. He played. It was like a religious movie or something. He was wearing a white suit. He kind of looked like Colonel Sanders. Oh, the Lady Killers. That yeah. The Lady Killers. Yeah. Not so much. Not like he was. Well, and I don't yeah, think I watched of. the whole thing. I think I just saw like a little bit of it. Yeah, we saw like I think we saw like a couple minutes during our our road trip. I think because I remember that's where we saw it. Was it the road trip, or was it? Yeah, it was during the road trip because I remember. I remember you. You were like, "What movies?" Uh, you asked me like, "What movie is this?" I was like, "Okay." And then I was like, "All right, so I'm gonna give you a hand. Okay, look at the aesthetic, and then look at and hear the music, and kind of get the style of the voice, the the dialogue." And you're like, "Oh, Coen Brothers." I was like, "Boom, you got it." Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but, uh... Yeah, so he was kind of a villain in that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. I guess. <laughs> um, okay, so what... Okay. We, okay. So, obviously, we gotta touch on this. What do you think of, like, the direction? Zack Snyder's vision? He should stick to directing commercials. <laughs> he said, Fuck! Like, I, mean, I wouldn't even say music videos. Just commercials. Car commercials, probably. No, like food commercials. Why? Please explain. You know, you gotta put that emotional beat in there so people care about what they're eating. <laughs> I don't know. No, wait, actually, wait. Because of can, all the colors, I think, too. I, can, I, think, I think this is where you're going. Because there is, a much, there is as much in an emotional beat in a food commercial as much as there is in Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, well, I'm just saying there's not an emotional beat, yeah. but he makes it aesthetic, which is his whole thing. Yeah, which is like cool. It's visually pleasing, but I could give two shits about it. Yeah, it's the same thing about a food commercial. Like, cool, mm. that looks really yummy, and then two seconds later, I fucking forgot about it because I'm not dying on the inside. <laughs> yeah, you said like this movie kind of really suffers from the shiny penny syndrome. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, for. Because I'm assuming not everybody knows this, but can you explain what's what's your theory on that? I I came up with that when we were watching Atomic Blonde. Mm -hmm. The shiny penny syndrome is someone who writes or directs or both in such a way that you are distracted by, oh, look at all this sex these lesbians are having or like, Mm -hmm. you know, look how fucking hot they are or whatever. Like, look at all these cars or Whatever the thing is, mm. it's just a distraction, like a shiny penny. Like, it's just there to appease the masses. Yeah, and there's really, like, no... And, s- and it's really thin on plot. Yeah. Which, this movie tries to be very heavy in plot, but it makes it... it makes it, They try to make it so heavy in plot that it comes, like, completely convoluted. Yeah. Because, like, this, this movie is essentially, like you said, it's, like, what, four movies in one? Yeah. Which... I mean, if you think about it, it covers the death of Superman. It covers uh, Batman: The Dark Knight Returns or Dark Knight Strikes Again. I can't remember which one exactly. Um, and then it covers uh, what's it? It also covers uh, 
Batman, Batman, Superman, like Public Enemy. Um, and I think like a fourth one. I can't remember exactly. But yeah, it's like it's like they cram all of this shit together, mm-hmm. and they're just like, boom, they're gonna fight, right? You know, and we we don't have a build up to that. No. Um, the other thing I want to mention about it too mm-hmm. is that. For a comic book movie, you kind of expect that you're going to have to give it some level of, like, I'm going to give you a pass for Mm. this particular thing or this one because it's a comic book movie. So maybe it doesn't make complete sense or science fact. Like, Mm. and it just makes no sense at all about Jesse Eisenberg, his character Lex Luthor, combining his DNA with... Oh, the corpse of Zod. Of General Zod. Yeah. And like somehow, even though it's cut with a a inferior DNA profile of a human as compared to a... A Kryptonian. Kryptonian. Yeah. It's somehow stronger than Superman. Yeah. And it grew like an additional like, I don't know, three to four feet tall. Yeah, it has like 500 abs. <laughs> Got abs and top of abs and top of abs. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And like, and Lex Luthor doesn't make any sense either. Yeah, his like. Like, I, I always viewed Lex Luthor as a businessman first uh, who was maybe a little meddling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So his threat was that he was a little too fucking smart for his own good. Mm -hmm. And so he was always like there yeah, where he shouldn't be. And this one was just like, no, be scared of me because I'm a fucking psycho and I'm going to kill everybody. I know I'm super genius. So fear me and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and then like, and I, like, and, and, and we're not saying that he should have been like exactly like how he is in the comics, but even like given like, the size, let's say, like the size of Lex Luthor in the comics, right? He he looks like a very fit individual, but there's like a warming uh, personality of 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 this character. Like you get why, you know, people do like him, mm-hmm. you know, because like for a while in the comics, he was seen as a villain through Superman's eyes, but people were just like that dude, that charismatic guy, you know. Like think of it like he okay, the, the best compare he was like Bruce Wayne. Yeah. You know, charismatic. You can see why he got the billions. Very smart. You know, lovely with the ladies and stuff like that. But obviously, he was, like, behind the scenes. Like you said, he was meddling. He was, he was brooding and, like, fucking... Yeah. And then this one, it's just, like... Like, you, like if you saw this Lex Luthor in real life, you can be like, oh, I can, tot- I can s- totally see him being a school shooter. Yeah. <laughs> like, no like no ifs, ands, or buts about it, you know? Yeah. Um, And, like, it's it's... It's so weird. Like they went with that type of angle mm. with with Lex Luthor. Um, supposedly, like they wanted. Supposedly, Warner Brothers wanted Matt Damon. They wanted Bradley Cooper, Joaquin Phoenix, Adam Driver, um, and just to name a few of like who they wanted to play Lex Luthor. Yeah, no, I I honestly feel like they did it intentionally because they wanted him to be more of a Gotham style villain. Yeah, you said he was more like one of the Riddler, right? Yeah. Yeah, I could totally. I didn't think about that before, but yeah, I can totally picture that. Like, yeah, he should have just been a Riddler. Yeah. 
Um, one person who I I do enjoy seeing in any movie he's in, something about him I just really like is um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jeremy Irons, who played Alfred Pennywise. I think that I think that's like a great casting. I didn't think they wrote him very well. Really? He was just bitching the whole time. He didn't like anything mm. that Bruce Wayne was doing at all. He was complaining. Yeah, like, that's not going to fucking go well. Like, yeah, it, that's all he ever did. It was never any support. Like, like I'm used to Alfred mm. supporting Batman as much as he can, but also telling him, like, you're going too far this time. Yeah. And being kind of like a strong, like, pseudo father figure for him. Yeah. Um, And this one was just kind of like... Like no, I'm just your butler, and I think you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, like I feel like I see. I think this is one of the reasons why the movie like fails so much is that we get a Batman, but we get a already grizzled, seen some shit Batman, you know, and I and that obviously affected the Alfred character where we get more of a like I've seen shit Alfred, and I'm tired of this bullshit I'm dealing with from Bruce Wayne, and we never built. We never saw a road to that, and we never built a relationship. So that's why that's why a lot of people are just like, "Why are we watching this Batman?" Mm. Well, this Jeremy Irons, Alfred too. To me, he mm. just didn't look old enough. Because if yeah, they look like the same age. Like they're like yeah, maybe ten years apart. That's it. I would not even say even. that. I'll say like maybe five to six years apart or some yeah. shit. Um, which you know, like it's like I said, like Kelsey and I have been saying, like the characters are like are like the characters itself are good they're just in the wrong movie Mm -hmm. like i can totally picture this being a batman four to five batman movies later yeah we saw the road we see him turn into evil we see what happened to that fucking uh robin we find we see what happened to why is he so as as opposed to just like speculating or just being like no 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 you really had to read the comics Mm -hmm. okay i've read the comics we get it but as a moviegoer you're fucking up yeah you know, there are tons of other people who love Superman, Batman. Not a whole lot of them have read um, Death of Superman or The Dark Knight Returns mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, I was terrified about that fucking, that um, world engine. Oh, yeah. You say like the sound. The like, sound, Bob. like there's something about the sound. Mm-hmm. I, like I can't. I know I have these weird little quirks and I don't know when they're going to come out, but that sound in particular was just like, I, I just can't with that sound. Like, <laughs> like it's it, understandable. It's actually like, I have a, a childhood fear of engines in general. Mm. So like, they're always too loud or like too scary for me. So that's, I don't know. That sound didn't actually sound like an engine to me, but it was so, I don't know, big and like, maybe and like bom- all consuming, like bombastic and shit like that. Maybe that yeah. I was just like, Oh, I am going to die. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, I know it's a type of phobia. I just don't remember what phobia it is. It's probably more akin to the one that Yusalea has, where you can't see certain things, or they like freak you out. Oh, okay, I got you. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm honestly trying to think like anything. We that's... never brought up Amy Adams. That's for a fucking reason. Like her character, she had no purpose. Yeah, like. Yeah, because like, I remember we said that in Man of Steel, there was like, there's no reason for Amy Adams to be in these particular situations. In this movie, that trend continues. Yeah, but they like forced her into a path in Man of Steel. And mm. this one, it was like they kind of forgot about her. Uh-huh. And she was just, she could have just been someone just, you know, 
looking around, like spinning around in a room, like, what am I doing here? <laughs> um, the only time I kind of really noticed her was when she, I don't, I must have like, like, what's the word? Blocked out. Yeah, I must have blacked out or something. Because <laughs> I'm like, why does she have the spear all of a sudden? And then she yeah. threw it in the water. Uh-huh. And then not even five, ten minutes later, she's like killing herself to go get the fucking spear again because she realized, oh shit, I fucked up. Yeah, that shit is so fucked. It's, it's like, hey, we have to put Amy, what's oh, sorry, we have to put Lois Lame in peril. Oh, I got an idea. She you, almost drowns. You called her Lois Lame. Did I say Lois Lame? Yeah. <laughs> I did not know I'd say that. Lois Lame. Oh, shit. I like that. I'm going to use that now. Oh, yeah. Lois Lame is back. <laughs> um, okay. One thing we have to talk about. That fight. You know, the 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 big build-up fight. It's taking us, what, like? Which fight? The Superman? B- Batman versus Superman. It took us, like, I think it took us, like, over, over two hours to get to that fight. Yeah. That that was the selling point of this movie. I remember the ads are like, all the ads was like, they're gonna duke it out. Batman versus Superman. I'll never forget this ad where it was a picture of Henry Cavill, like fist cocked, ready to go, and he's facing Batman, fist cocked, ready to go. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and he's not wearing like the exo the exosuit. I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, you punch Superman, your fists are gonna fucking shatter. Like even the ad made no sense. So, Kelsey. What did you think about that big ass fight? That big selling point of the movie? You mean where Batman was all angsty mm-hmm. and then, you know, he somehow got Superman under like gonna almost die? Mm-hmm. And then he was like, "Oh, uh, save Martha." And then that uh, was the on. end. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> That's that's all I got from that. I know from Batman's angsty. Then you know he plays a bunch of fucking shitty tricks on Superman to get control of him, and then mm-hmm. Superman's like save Martha, and he's like, oh, why'd you say that name? <laughs> okay, before we go into the Martha thing, because I really want to get all your take on this on the Mar- on the Martha thing. Um, that fight, it was almost comical, like, and it was almost. Kind of fucking boring. It was boring. <laughs> That's why I was so more focused on the fact that Batman was fucking angsty. Uh-huh. Like, you do not get to be almost 50 years old and mm-hmm. angsty like a teenager who, <laughs> you know, got his fucking video games taken away. There's a really great line in, the, in, in that fight scene where, like, Batman is dragging Clark or dragon superman and he's like your parents taught you justice and goodwill or some shit and then he goes like <laughs> batman says my my parents told me nothing matters that you'll die in the gutter <laughs> i know I, just I was like what the fuck it was so stupid like <laughs> okay what <laughs> he was almost like a whiny little bitch he was whiny he was angsty yeah, he's like... He was like an emo, like a 50-year-old emo man child. Right. He was like up there, he's up there whiny little bitch like uh, Kylo Ren in The Rise of Skywalker and even, what's his name? Uh, bitch, Prince Charles. Bitch Charles from The Crown. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the Martha thing. Uh. I remember we watched it like up to that point. I don't remember, did you laugh or what did you think of the Martha 
the the famous you know save save Martha. I got to I heard it. Uh huh. And like there was something inside of me that wouldn't let me react. <laughs> like it was stuck. Was like, it was it the alcohol? I think it was. The- no, it wasn't the alcohol. Uh, it was like you know that feeling you get mm. when you're so. Like, I say something, a dad joke that's so, it doesn't matter if it's good, Mm -hmm. but it's so fucking eye-rolling that you Mm -hmm. can't even eye-roll. Yeah. Like, you get that feeling inside, like, you just can't get it out. Yeah. It was that. Oh, wow, shit. Like, like, I couldn't react. It was so, I didn't know whether to laugh Mm -hmm. or be, like, angry about it. (laughs) Like, it was, they canceled each other out Uh in a way. (laughs) And I was just like, okay, I'm, like, I could feel my mind already burying the the experience. (laughs) It was so traumatic. You're just like, no. (laughs) Just bury that. Just bury that deep inside now. (laughs) Um... I think I think if I remember correctly, that you did burst out laughing where like after he said save Martha and then Batman was like, Why'd you say that name? And they did like the flashbacks. Oh yeah, the flashbacks were like <laughs> they were hilarious. I know. It's like, hey, remember the stuff we saw like an hour ago? Yeah. Well here we go again. <laughs> that was so stupid. Um Yeah, it's, it's Are you are you ready? Are you gonna are you ready for Suicide Squad? I kind of can't wait because oh, I have it's... no baseline for that other than most people hate that film. Uh, and there are these fanboys who fucking love it to the death. I you, you, you yeah. know, the toxic ones. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I've sparred with them. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I just don't understand. Like you don't understand like why people why they're so fan like why people know, defend this movie. I don't understand why the studio will waste their money on something that is clearly not doing the comics justice. Mm. They're they might be making money, but they're really actually hurting people. Like they don't mm. I don't think they understand. Mm. Like like the Hulk is one of your heroes. Mm. Like you really understood that character. Yeah. Um, even though you said you were more of a DC before you ever really got into Marvel. Like, yeah, like I, like I love Batman and Superman. Like, that was like my first love. And yeah. then I got into, more into Marvel stuff. You don't under, like, people don't understand how closely people relate to these superheroes. Yeah. Um, and then to have them just time after time after time just f- fucked up so bad. Yeah. Like, it's like a part of you dies. Like, if if I have a hard time, and I do, mm. like, have a hard time, like, connecting with people, this kind of helps me. Like, it would mm. help me in a way. Like, mm. it, there's no outlet once you get rid of that. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I mean, obviously, yeah, we're adults and we can, <laughs> yeah. you know, but. Yeah, I'm, yeah, but there are people out there who, like. Like how you said, like you feel connected to these characters on a, like a, on a on a psychological level. Yeah. And then here we get Zack Snyder just essentially going, "No, fuck all that. We're just gonna do all. We're gonna just do the mean shit." I mean, we have uh, cons about it, right? Like these grown ass mm. people. Yeah. Show up in all these locations every year and mm. dressed in full regalia, you yeah. know, like to celebrate these people. Yeah. Like it could be a national holiday. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's no doubt about that. Um, and then we get this movie, mm. and we get oh man, we get Suicide Squad. Oh god, that's how I feel about it. I and I finally put it into words. I'm just angry for the people who love these heroes so much, and they're never gonna get the movies that they want. They never, they never will. As far as long as fucking who has these films wb this is wb's property yeah as long as they own the rights to this Mm -hmm. you will never get a good like world like marvel and i'm not saying you'll never get a good film but it'll be far and few in between because we got birds of prey birds of prey um i'll even say like the batman movies the one with christopher nolan like Mm -hmm. um Batman Begins, Dark Knight. I love Dark Knight. Yeah, I think Dark, Dark Knight was the best. Yeah, I think Dark Knight is like the best, um, the best uh, Batman movie like ever. Like fuck those Tim Burton movies. I don't give a shit about those. Um, I, I, I kind of like them. Oh god, except for like Dark Knight Returns. God, that movie's garbage. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then like Superman. Um, I gotta show. You, I'll show. You, I have to show you the Richard Donner movies. They're they're good. They're like Superman, you mm. know. But it's, but they're of their time. They came out like in the seventies and eighties, so yeah. they're like of that time. Um, it's you can tell that especially with Batman vs Superman, like after Man of Steel, then we get like the big like fight between these two characters, mm-hmm. and we haven't even developed anything. Um, our relationship with these characters, you know, you can tell Warner Bros is like we gotta like cash into this like now. Mm-hmm. We gotta get the money like now because Marvel is just killing it. You know, we had yeah, they couldn't just take their time and have fun with it. They had to be like, no, we got to be better than Marvel. I know, and that's the funny thing. They had, they had years in advance to do this. I mean, Superman movies and Batman movies is not, it's nothing new. They could have built up this universe back in the eighties or nineties, or even like when Nolan was doing his Batman movies. They could have like worked on building something with that. Mm-hmm. But instead, we got these movies, and now what? There's like a new Batman movie coming out, the Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, we just, we, there's news that there's the reboot Superman. Um, I would be surprised if Gal Gadot comes back after the third Wonder, Wo- Wonder Woman movie. And I think, like, the second Aquaman movie is supposed to get made. But, like, honestly, like, kind of like, who gives a fuck anymore now? Exactly. They're just pretty to look at. Yeah. However, I'm looking forward to that uh, that, that, that new Suicide Squad movie. Done because by of done, James Gunn. Because of James Gunn. He knows the character. He knows the material. That's kind of like why that. I want to watch the first one, too. Oh, they like compare and contrast that shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Is there anything else? I think we've been on it for a while. Yeah, we've been on it for a while. <laughs> our recent review of I mean our um, sorry our geriatric cinematic of A Fish Called Wanda Otto is a man of many talents hey great fish oh a little squeeze of lemon some tartar sauce Ken Walker is a man of few words tell him from me George is the man with the plan 13 millions my friends and Wanda do you speak Italian molto pericoloso is the woman they love they all set out to commit the perfect crime. To 20 million. To a job well done. But it turned into something. George moved the loot? Less than perfect. Disappointed! So they turned to a lawyer named. Archie Leash! 
Leech. George is going to tell him what the diamonds are. With Wanda as the bait. I want you to make love with me. Pop. Nothing, nothing. He's really hooked. I thought you weren't jealous. I'm not. I don't believe in jealousy. It's for the weak. Come a girl as bright as you could have a brother who's so... Don't call me stupid. I'm really, really sorry. I apologize unreservedly. Are you totally deranged? You're afraid so, old chap. John Cleese. Will you leave immediately, please? Jamie Lee Curtis. Kiss me there. Kevin Clyde. Put the other one up. Michael Palin. May I kiss you, Ken? No, you can't! A fish called Wonder. A smashing. Oh, dear. Comedy. This film came out in 1988. And the synopsis is, in London, four very different people team up to commit armed robbery, then try to double-cross each other for the loot. Directed by Charles Crichton, uh, written by John Cleese. It stars John Cleese, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Kline, and Michael Palin. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? Um, I haven't watched this movie since I was a kid. Um... God, I think it used to be on. It used to show up on like HBO a lot. Um, the one thing I do remember the most is like the torture scene with like the fries, and then the part where the with the steamroller. I remember those very vividly because I remember always just laughing my ass mm. off while while that happened. Um, but it was definitely great to like revisit this movie because I was just like, damn it, this movie is still fucking funny. Um, there's like a little bit of there's a kind of a little bit of problem with it with um, what's his name. Uh, with Kevin Klein's auto character when he starts like acting like he's gay, oh, it, yeah. it's a, it, but it, you know it's, it, it just uh, that part doesn't hold up because different time now. Yeah. Um, but but was, also I don't feel like he really dug into it as offensively as yeah. he could have. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, I still enjoy it. I, I still like it. But the more important question is, uh, what did Kelsey think about it? I liked it. Did you? Yeah. yeah. So. Here's the thing, because I was uh-huh. like, it's got American actors in it, too. Mm-hmm. But it had kind of like that that dry, like, kind of... Um, British humor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, almost like um, Mo Curly and... Larry? Larry, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, you know, at some parts. But, like, I like that kind of thing anyway, so... Mm. um, I, I just thought it was so ridiculous that, like... Most of the times, mm. like when, um, what's his name? When Kevin Klein is in, uh, John Cleese's house and he's trying mm. to pretend that he's like a CIA agent or whatever. Uh-huh. And then like John Cleese's wife was like, no, my family knows CIA agents. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh. this is not something they would do. And mm. he's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think that level of comedy that you're referring to, I think it kind of, it really, has to go in um oh it's, it's really it's um because it, because it was written by john cleese and this is like one of the members of like the mighty python oh. so, so you get a little bit of like that slapstick is comedy mm-hmm. like the parts <laughs> like the parts where that old lady's dogs kept, <laughs> kept getting murdered in different ways like yeah like that part like every time like that dog one of the dogs got murdered i started laughing because like they would actually like show the dog but uh-huh. like in comical sense like how the dog was ran over and he looked like flat as a pancake and yeah. shit like that. And like um, And then Michael Palin, he died a little bit on the inside every time. Because <laughs> it was his fault that they died. That shit was so funny. He was cause he cause he's like a he's a full on like animal lover and he's more heartbroken that he like causes animal to like die. But when the when the old lady finally dies, he's like, Hey, I did 
excited. I killed the lady. He's excited. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what did you think of? What did you think about the the performance in the, in this movie? I like the performances. Mm-hmm. I think they all did their job really well. But if I had to tell you something that stuck out the most for me mm-hmm. is not necessarily what's going on between Michael Palin. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kevin Klein when he's sticking the french fries up his nose. Uh. But it's later, I guess, when um, John Cleese shows up and he's like trying to get, excuse me, the name of the hotel out of him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And he his stutter keeps getting in the I way. mean, the stutter, it was funny to me. But uh. the, when he started like, oh, maybe you could sing it. Then I lost it. <laughs> that shit yeah. is so goddamn funny. Yeah. He was like, it was cool. Um, there was actually uh if i remember correctly when i was doing my research um that torture scene uh in other countries it was like edited out oh really yeah because um i forgot what was the exact reason but like they didn't want to offend certain groups or something like that i think i think they didn't want to offend like um People who have like stuttering issues or something like that, because they seem like kind of offensive. Because they're they because Kevin Klein's character is essentially torturing this guy because he's trying to get information, and his stuttering is the only thing that's like stopping him. Yeah, you know that's kind of increasing like the uh, the uh, the act, the torture act happening. Yeah, well, it's just because it was left in for Americans, because you know we're all trash, so. I think I, <laughs> I know, right? I feel like it might have been edited for American audiences too. Really? Yeah, I, I don't remember what country, but like it. Uh, from what I read, it was that part was edited out. I don't. I don't know. Mm. Maybe. I mean, I'm sure it is offensive to some people, but mm. um, <laughs> I can't hate it. <laughs> I just can't. It's too funny. Is there is there anybody anybody in particular that stood out for you uh, performance wise? You know, there's like overtly mm-hmm. i liked michael palin oh his character is great i love his character and he, of course another member uh member of, of uh, monty python but then like subtly mm-hmm. like kind of surprisingly i like john cleish oh okay because he you kind of get a sense like he oh here we go he's a fucking idiot mm-hmm and then you kind of get a, an idea like, no, he's not as stupid as he seems. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then you really just like him. Yeah. And and I think what this movie does, which kind of, they kind of did, the, did the same thing in I Care A Lot, is at the beginning of the movie, you don't really have anybody to really root for. Like, you, like, because they're all, they all have like an angle. Yeah. And then you start, to, you start feeling bad for the John Cleese character because you feel that, um, Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Kerr's character is just like using him to like try to get the information to try to get the diamonds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then like, yeah, you start realizing that like, oh, he's smarter than he's like led to believe. He's more aware, and he like finally like takes advantage of like certain situations to like to come up mm-hmm. at the end. Which um, I feel like this is another case where like that ending shouldn't have worked, mm-hmm. but it worked great in in this in this film. It did because it's funny because. Towards the end, you do kind of start rooting for Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Wanda, and um, John Cleese's character, Archie, mm-hmm. to be together. Yeah. Because you know that he would probably ground her. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. And you kind of get a sense that she did like him, mm-hmm. but, like, 
you never know who she actually does like anybody because she's so used to being alone. Yeah, I, you know, you figure that she might be she might be calming him as well. Like, yeah. it, it, like there's even that part where um, she gets on the plane. It seems like she was cutting her losses at that point. Oh, when she got on the plane? Yeah, like I couldn't tell if she was cutting her losses or if she really didn't care about Archie, but I really felt like she did care about him. So then it was mm. kind of like a relief when he did show up next to her. Yeah. And you got to sense she was she was relieved too. Like, okay, this is what I wanted. Yeah, I think I think with I think we got a sense that like maybe that's what she was going for when she tried to call him. She was like, "Come on, Archie, pick up the phone." And maybe that like I'd imagine like if Archie uh, was home to get that phone call, he would have, she would have told him, like, oh, I'm getting on the plane, like, I'll wait for you, or something yeah. like that. Um, so, uh, I, I actually forgot that, that the, the, because at the end of the movie, when John Cleese and Jamie Lee Curtis are on the plane, they're about to take off, and there's still Kevin Klein's like, character Otto outside the plane. <laughs> on and stuff. the wing? Yeah, on the wing. And everything. I actually forgot that scene, because my memory was like, oh yeah, he fucking dies, like, in a comical sense, right? Mm. Um, and then I found out that in the in the original original movie or the original script, they were going to kill that character. Like he was actually going to die from he, that steamroller. Yeah, he was actually supposed to die. Um, but what happened was that the audience, U.S. audience, uh, in the previous, they liked him so much, they were like, "All right, we got to like, we got to make sure he doesn't die. We got to mm. show him like that." Um, and even like that epilogue was I just didn't like, like him that much though. Who the auto, the the Kevin Klein character? Yeah. Really? Like, I like that character. He was grating to me. He was uh. everything in a person that I absolutely hate. Mm. Like he was stupid. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's that's like what I said earlier about like I don't like stupid people. Um He's stupid. Yeah, but like I liked him because of how stupid he was. Like mm. that is funny stupid, you know. Not to me. That was just like obvious shit that people do to well, try and be funny well did you know that uh he won an oscar for that role <laughs> give it back <laughs> I, I thought i thought you were gonna say must have been a slow year <laughs> <laughs> no i'm angry about that give oh it back. really don't <laughs> you talk <laughs> kevin klein we know you're listening give the oscar back kelsey demands it give it to me <laughs> For the award, for the person who pretends to give a shit about Mark, Kelsey. <laughs> no, joking. Yeah, so that's it. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, I didn't like him. Oh, the Kevin Klein character. Yeah, like I think mm. mostly because of how mean he was to um, to Ken. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I didn't like how he treated him. I didn't like how stupid he was. I didn't mm. like how jealous he was. Like, it just wasn't funny to me. That jealousy part got me so much. It was, I, th- I thought that shit was so fucking funny. Mm. With him, like, Jimmy Lee Curtis is trying to, like, work her angle. And then here comes Kevin Klein, super duper fucking jealous. You know, I think it kind of is, like, that very specific kind of humor that kind of gets me like that. Because I remember in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Mm -hmm. I kind of got the same feeling. Like, I was really kind of... I didn't understand why people thought certain parts of that film was funny. Like, I I like that film a lot, and I thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. But I will never understand why people think it's funny when someone is so angry. And, like, like to me, like, I think I just get so into the... Mm. the story it doesn't matter if it's a comedy or a drama um if someone is struggling and like 
like bad shit is happening i feel it no matter what so mm. like i feel the the i don't know the resentment or the exasperation or like the tiredness of the character oh, okay. or like you know like that burning kind of like annoyance that like you're about to fucking go off mm-hmm. like i i just feel that too much oh okay I see so that's why i just can't find i don't think i can find it funny mm, okay i gotcha i gotcha um so John Cleese is is uh, on credit as pretty much like the um, the screenwriter for the film, um, but he has said like during interviews that Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Klein, Michael pa- uh, Palin, and Maria uh, Aiken Aiken they all came up with like their own lines and stuff like that for their characters, and he even said that. Uh, he stated that 13 people, including the first assistant director, Jonathan Benson, gave suggestions that ended up in the script. So it was like a, it was like a full on like collaborative effort. Yeah. Which which uh, I feel like most things actually are. Mm-hmm. But people aren't as giving or generous when they give credit like that. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, we see this more often now where uh, directors and writers, they work more uh, hand, hand in hand mm-hmm. with their with the vision they're trying to uh, come out with. And even like a lot of like, like the direct- Malcolm Marie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what's his name? Um, Sam, Sam Le- Levinson. Yeah, Sam Levinson, and then um, uh, Zendaya and John David Washington. <sighs> Thank you, John David Washington. I was I was blanking out because I I kept, I kept wanting to say his name backwards, like Michael Michael Jonathan <laughs> Davidson or something. <laughs> Har- um, yeah, Harley Davidson. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. But like how they were working in a collaborative effort to make Malcolm Marie. And, you know, you really see that in the movie, like, the collaboration and, like, the effort to make this, like, great piece of cinema. Mm-hmm. And 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 uh, A Fish Called Wanda, you get that collaborative effort to kind of, like, keep, like, this, to have this comedy made. Um, this movie is, like, over, like, two hours long, and it really doesn't even feel like that. No. It, it feels like we're just, like, just going. Just going with it. Keep going mm-hmm. with the comic. Keep this shit going. Um, which I thought, I thought was great. I kind of feel like... Um that makes a lot of sense because I always kind of get a feeling like Jamie Lee Curtis is actually a funny lady. Mm. And mostly people know her from her horror films. Yes. Yeah, or like, you know, that movie she was in with Arnold Schwarzenegger or whatever. Oh, True Lies? Yeah. She, she's done like, she's done horror, comedy and drama and stuff like that. I think more, I think more now she's kind of, I think she's kind of like in another stride of like great performances. Like she was in Knives Out. She was really great in that movie. Now she's doing like a second Halloween. Oh, like it'll be her third or fourth Halloween movie. She really hit her stride when she was in those Activia commercials. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She was like, Jimmy Curtis is doing Activia? Like, fuck. She must be not doing well. I think she was probably just like, "Eh, this is something to pass the time. Yeah. You know, keeps me regular. (laughs) I should tell everybody. (laughs) Activia. Um, So, yeah, this list is on the 100 funniest american movies on afi's uh institutes uh uh 2000 sorry 2000 list um so kelsey do you think this movie still holds up yes uh i think so too even with the stuttering yeah even with the stuttering, i think it holds up Even with the homophobia yeah yeah the whole like it's not like oh really really bad like it's just i don't know yeah it's not like overtly like stereotypes and stuff like that it's just used as a kind of like of a distraction from one character to another or to kind of like just fuck with one character yeah um but it doesn't like beat you over the head with it and it doesn't put you in an uncomfortable setting um 
So that's like, you know, some people might see it kind of problematic, but to me, I'm just like, eh, not so much anymore. Or I'm sorry, not, not, not that's not so much anymore, but like, I just don't see it being as problematic. Well, as, neither one of us has a stutter though. You used to struggle with it. Mm-hmm. You said, yeah. And like, I don't know. Uh, like I, I, yeah, I just don't feel like maybe other groups will have an issue with it, but I don't. Well, I know, um, what's his name? Michael Palin. He did say Michael Palin. He did start like a foundation for like people with stuttering because when this movie came out, like he was getting bombarded with people with stuttering issues and saying like, oh, his role was like offensive and stuff. And he was just like, all right, all right, I'll fix the issue. Like he like he started up a group. I can't I don't remember the name of the group, but like he started like a foundation for like for that type of stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it holds up. Where is it? Oh, I can't. find. Eh, fuck it. <laughs> I don't, I'm like curious to find it now. My dad. Every time I think of people with stutters, like my dad has the cutest fucking stutter. Yeah, he does. He has a stutter. Like you say, like but he stutters when he gets like overly excited, right? When he either gets overly excited or he's thinking about something really extra hard. Mm. He like kind of chatters or grinds his teeth, and he like yeah, I know picks up just the top like one side of his upper lip Mm -hmm. so it's like he's doing like the elvis lip but not really but it's like a twitch yeah and he like sniffs you know like really yeah i don't think i experienced that because i remember like when when i first met him i can really hear the stutter and i can kind of see his like jaw because he was wearing a mask i can Uh. see his jaw kind of like really yeah because he'll 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 do this and he like does this and he's (laughs) like like, yeah i remember hearing that yeah yeah, he he he'll breathe like a little erratic. Yeah, I I don't know why. I just think it's adorable. <laughs> um. So yeah, Michael Palin he founded the uh, London Center for Stammering Children after a group of stutterers confronting him regarding the, in, the regarding the sensitivity with uh, which he dealt with Ken Pyle's handicap in uh, in the movie. Um. From what I read, he got his inspiration was his dad. His dad had a stuttering issues, and mm-hmm. he was able to like roll off of that and kind of like do what he did. Yeah, I think he probably just viewed it the way I do. Like it's not a disability, mm. so there's nothing to be upset about. I don't know. I don't even know that my dad even notices he has a stutter most of the time. I'm sure he does notice it, but I, but I'm sure he's lived long enough. He's just like that's just a part of who I am. Yeah, like it's not as bad as um, Ken from the movie, but yeah. it was still like I. On rare occasion, he would have it to the point where he would get frustrated because he was, like, not able to say what he was trying to say. But mm. most of the time, he would still get it out. It mm. was just, like, with his little flair. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you think it still holds up. I still think it holds up. Um, would you recommend this for anybody to, to check out? I don't know anyone. So. I think your mom might like it. No, no, no. She doesn't like com. She doesn't like comedies. She's not really. I I don't know. Some for some reason, I think your mom would. Your mom might enjoy this. Mm -mm. Yeah, probably. She really doesn't like com. She's more of a procedural. Oh, boring. Okay, or or westerns. Oh, super boring. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Um. All right. So that it. Yep. All right. Um. First off, we like to thank the people over at Your Entertainment Corner for hosting our podcast on their website. Uh, you can find all your film and TV news and reviews at Your Entertainment Corner. Doc, sorry, Your Entertainment Corner. Com. You know, our um, 
our co-host here, Kelsey Loisel, you know, dropped her review, her first review onto that uh, website and uh, looking forward to reading more. Mm. I could really do like your review. You did? Oh, yeah. I thought it was really good. I was just like, damn, they grow up so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I really did like it. Um, so you can find um, this episode and all past episodes on all podcast catchers. Um, we're on Podbean, Spotify, Pandora. What's that one? Verbal. Verbal. We're on verbal. <laughs> um, yeah, make sure, you know, give us a review on Podbean or give us a review on uh, iTunes. You know, we appreciate it. Um, so next week. Uh, okay, so one. Next week, we are still going to continue our What the Fuck That We Just Watched. Um, with uh, David Ayer's Suicide Squad. Mm. Whew. Whew. Can't wait to show that to Kelsey. What, what's that look you're giving me? Tax collector. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, so for our recent review, we are going to be doing Coming to, the number two, America, the sequel to the 1988 Coming to America. Um, with T.O. With T.O. Not the number two. Yeah. Um, which just so happens to be our geriatric cinematic. Um, yeah, we didn't pick that or anything. It just so happened to yeah, happen. Yeah, it just, it just, they just so happened to share the title. Same actors. <laughs> you know, kind of same setting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, coming to America, the 1988 movie, and the sequel, Coming to America, they are both streaming on Amazon Prime. Um, the sequel coming to the number two America is premiering on Amazon Prime on March the 5th. Make sure I read that right. Yeah, March the 5th. So, yeah, we're going to be doing those movies, compare and contrast, all that, all that jazz. I like how you're saying the 5th. You're like, March the 5th. 5th. <laughs> um, the, if you don't want to stream it on Amazon Prime, the 1988 movie is available to rent on Google Play, uh, straight up on Amazon. Uh, YouTube or other VODs. Um, the topic is coming to America for a second round. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're gonna bid everybody adieu. Uh, wear your mask, wash your damn hands. We can beat the virus. Take your fucking vaccines if you can get them. Mm-hmm. Please take them. I, I I overheard a conversation with my mother and a relative, and I'm just like. Fuck, if I had hair on my head, I'd be pulling it. <laughs> so frustrating. Um, you have a beard. I'm going to pull the beard. This beautiful beard. Eh. Actually, maybe if I pull it, I'll get that Peter Dinklage beard. <laughs> yeah, it'll grow like those dolls that little girls have where they can oh, like, grow their hair. Those. <laughs> those things are freaky. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so uh, with that, I'm going to leave y'all with a, a story. Um... I used to, I've dated quite a few people in my past. Um, one in particular was a very, 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 very jealous individual. Uh, she was so jealous that she was in the same room as I was getting a physical from. Uh, so the nurse had came in and was like, the doctor will be seeing you, this, this, that, and everything. My girlfriend looked at the nurse and I swear, she must have just watched a fish called Wanda. Because she looked at the nurse and says, I don't believe in jealousy. It's for the weak. One thing, though. Touch his dick, and he's dead. <laughs>